motorcycles and misfits coming to you from the recycle hey, 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 Stop, hey, just shut this down. Shush, shush. I, no, no, no. I'm back. I'm taking over. No, you're not. My show no, now. You've gotten used to being the big cheese while I've I been gone, have haven't you? Chairman of the board. You got the big cheese pants on, too, I, I can tell. I always have cheesy pants. You, <laughs> you know that. Que sosa. Yes. Queso flavor. <laughs> no, I mean, as you can hear. Liza's back. Take it away, Liza. Hey, thank you very much, uh, Emma and John, for running the show Wait, while I again? was gone. It's, uh, My name is Gertrude Steinberg. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I won't thank you guys. I had a lot of fun listening to the shows. My favorite shows are the ones I'm not on that I get to listen to. And you guys are getting into your groove more and more each show. I just I can't imagine how good it would well, be if I just stayed away a couple more weeks. Please do. <laughs> no, it's Liza, it is very nice to have you back. I mean, we said we're going to devote certainly one complete show, maybe even two, to... Um, talking about Pakistan when you came back. Dear Bagel prepared a lovely segment last week on um, Honda flat single engines, passports, Ah. and your internet connection was so poor, or it may have been ours. You weren't able... Will you be able to deliver that this week, do you think, Bagel? Uh uh, I wasn't prepared to do it this week, but I, well, we'll do it week. next week because you're not oiling out of it, matey boy. I know how much work you put in, and you are going to bloody well prepare that and deliver it if it kills me. However, so I'll tell you what: we'll devote this week's show to Pakistan, and then you can do it next week. Um, Liza, darling. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage Tra-la-la. in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Boy, it feels great to say that. Hey everyone, this is Liza, and I'm glad to be back. But let's get to who is here in the room. You've gotten used to the sultry tones of Stumpy John while I've been gone. <laughs> okay, everybody ready? Menomina. And of course, making all the noise with her candy bag. Is that what you're calling it these days? I am a nut sack. Yes, I am a special bag of candy. Hello, darlings. Why do you gotta get the crinkly candy bags? Well, no, it's given to me by Naked Jim. Oh, yeah. And I think Jim does it deliberately. I think so too. No, these are new. Um, So what I'm eating is Truly, um, is the brand, and they are sour, sour, bright tropical llamas, and they are in the shape of llama, 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 la. Let's get to who is next to you on the couch, joining us for the first time. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you lean in. It's Relda. Hello. Or is Reldita. That is me. That is you. <laughs> All right, going around the side of the room, sitting in the seat usually occupied by Naked Jim, who's not here, we've got Brad. I'm Brad. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got that. I got that. And then going around, uh, joining us also for the first time is Marcus. Marcus, the better half of Relda. With a unique accent that's really hard to pinpoint if you don't know where he's from. From Munich, Germany. Geo Bavaria. Ah. Yes. So you're a Byron fan? 
So yes. that's an opportunity for Bagel to say something to you. Richtig. Hallo, hallo. Hallo. Gruß aus Oregon. What? Huh? What? Gruß aus Oregon. Gruß, ja, sehr gut. Gruß yeah. aus, Gruß aus uh, Santa Cruz. <laughs> Dankeschön. So, um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. But first, I have a story to tell about bet, something that happened this do. week. So, apparently, I ruined somebody's wedding. No, you ruined their lives, Liza. <laughs> but you know what? But it's, it's I'm going to tell the story, and it will end with me saying something offensive, I think, because, you know, that's how it usually ends up. So, um, I had a Twisted Road rental for my KLR this week that I've rented out quite a few times. Um, I had not gone out to warm it up, you know, but I went and, like, pulled the bike out, and the guy showed up. I'm like, oh, okay, you're here carbureted bike so you never know right so i just put the, the uh, choke on hit the starter button first crank boom it runs good well ellie had borrowed it for a week uh before that so it's been ridden so I, I asked the guy do you know are you familiar with carbureted bikes and chokes and he said no okay well here's what you got to know here this is the choke and when you're starting from cold you got to pull this lever up to start it that's it otherwise it runs great have fun it's you know, it's a, it's not a fast bike, but it's great for turn around. The reason he was here is he and his girlfriend were uh, eloping and mm. wanted to ride the Pacific Coast Highway around Big Sur Cute. for their wedding. I'm like, well, congratulations. Have a great time. So he picks the bike up on Wednesday. Friday morning, I get a message from him. The bike won't start. And I'm like, what do you mean it won't start? And he says, it just goes click, click, click. It's go click, click, click. click. I'm like, okay. Uh, is there any chance you left the key on or the lights on? <clears throat> nope. I wrote it down here on Wednesday. I haven't touched it since. Okay. Um, is there any chance it was hard starting this morning and maybe you let it crank too long? Nope. Right away. When I went to turn it on, it turned over once and then it just went click, click, click. Okay, well, this is his wedding, his whole wedding you know, trip. I said, best bet is to bump start it. Uh, just get in his you know, second gear and try and bump start it. And he responded, uh, where I am at is not conducive to that. I thought, well, that was a weird way to put it. Like, okay, well, I give you permission to jump it from a car if you want it's got really simple electronics i'm not worried about you frying anything but you got to take off the side racks to get the side covers to get the seat off getting to the battery is a bit of a pain but i also sent him a picture because i could see the pigtail from the um battery uh, battery tender tender mm-hmm. and i sent him a picture with an arrow pointed at it. but if you have anyone with an adapter here's an easy way to get to the battery and he and he said, "Nope, there's no one around with a jump with jumper cables." He's not trying hard enough. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then I got a call from Twisted Road. Hey, uh, we got a renter, and uh, your bike is not running. I said, "Yeah, I've been I've been messaging him, trying to like help get him back on the road, but he's not really responding to my suggestions." And he and and the guy from Twisted Road says, "Yeah, I'm getting that feeling too that he just wants somebody to show up and fix it." Mm. But he's in. Big Sur, and we can't get anyone out there right away. So I'm like, I texted him again. Are you sure you can't bump start it? 
and he's not responding. <clears throat> so uh, I don't really know what's going on, but I did get the address of where he was at. How far down was he? So I and I Google searched it. Was he I, was he at the Ripplewood Resort by any chance? Uh, no, but he was at a, a motel. Yes, that was next to a resort. That was next to a Chevron. That was next to yeah, to a public library. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with a frontage road. Yep, right there. So I don't know what he means by it's not conducive to bump starting. Well, I should. I I would like to point out that I was peripherally involved with this. Yeah, I called you. I was just calling anyone who I knew might be able. I just wanted to save this guy's you know wedding plan. And it was it was Liza. And um, I was I was actually knee deep in a Harley Superglide clutch mm. that was on my ramp, and yeah. the phone went. And Lisa said, "How generous are you feeling?" I'm like, "I'm always generous when it comes to you, Lisa." She says, "Well, would you go out to Big Sur and get a bike?" I said, "Hell no, I'm too busy." And it was very very. I would have done it. I would have actually recovered the bike and brought it back, but I was just so busy on that particular day. Yeah, um, no, no biggie. So. Um I'm just like feeling feeling bad for this guy. Um, you know, this is his plans. Like, I'm trying to like, what can I do? I can't get down there, and there's no one else who can get down there. Um, so, were they getting married there? They got married the day before. Okay. So, but they elope, so they don't have any friends there. But I'm like, dude, like, can't he go up and ask a stranger for help? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of businesses right there. I don't know. So uh, I'm trying everything I can, but feeling bad for the guy. Um, Found out he abandoned my bike in Big Sur. Mm. Never tried any of these things. Mm. And left it to Twister Road to hire a tow truck driver to go from Santa Cruz down to Big Sur to pick it up and bring it back. Mm. Which is a pretty big expense, you know. So he brings it back. First thing I do is I put a multimeter on it. 11.63 volts. Hmm. What does that sound like to you, Emma? Key was on. Yeah. It's, it's some, or I cranked it a, a few too many oh, yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Because that's not a, that's not a dead. Because if your battery is failing, it'll go down to like 10 volts. Yeah. Um, so eleven point six. It was just it was either cranked a little bit too much or the key was low. Something like I that. I bet he forgot to choke it and was trying to start it. I don't know. And, and I and I felt bad for him, so I said I'm I'll waive the fees, you know. No charge. Um so I was able to jump start it. First crank once I put, you know, good source on, ran it for five minutes and then turned it off and turned it back on. It started up same again the next morning. That's all it took was five minutes. I'm convinced. Hmm. I'm convinced. Had he just asked a stranger for a push? Oh, yeah, he could have right bump started it and been on his way. But instead, he opted to scrap all of his plans and have this ruin the day. So here's why I want to offend people. <clears throat> I told Emma this earlier. <laughs> oh, don't go. Don't do it. Well, here's the thing. No, she did. I hold men to a higher standard than women. And I no. expect that all men know how to bump start a vehicle. Does everyone here in the room know how to bump start a vehicle? I'm not even getting involved in this yeah. conversation. Right, 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 right. No, but <clears throat> that's interesting. But I realized because he'd never had a carbureted bike, he's probably never had it. Maybe it has an automatic car that there's this new generation of people who don't know how to bump start. 
right? Yeah. So I was asking around the garage, and there was uh, the new guy riding the NC700. That's a... Um, DCT. DCT. Yeah, DCT. And he's like, uh, what is that? He had no idea, because he's only driven... He said he knows how to drive a stick shift, but... <clears throat> but um, my my, I'm just curious for people out there listening. Does everyone know how to bump start a vehicle? Is this something that we need to explain to people? Is this something that needs to be taught? Well, a new rider probably wouldn't know that if they'd never been around very much. So I I want to back up a little bit and I want to ask the question: Is does <clears throat> does the KLR have a pet cock on it? Yeah. Okay, is it possible he didn't have it on? And he- it was on on in a full tank when oh, I gave it to him. Okay, and <clears throat> I'm just wondering if perhaps he just ran it out of fuel and then tried to. No. Uh, I don't it's know. like a five. My guess tank. is he choked it and then tried okay. to turn it over and then ran it down and that was it. Or or is it possible that he he might have left the fuel on and it flooded or something? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I, yeah, I feel bad sure. for him. But I also am like, dude, like you should have like saved the day, right? Like, yeah. dude, you could have well, pulled this one out. On his wedding it. day. <clears throat> on his wedding hero. day. Well, he, he, right, exactly. right, Bagel. Right, he, Bagel. He probably had other things on his mind, Liza. And the best we can hope for, you know, you've been in the entertainment industry. So what do actors tell each other before? Don't use jazz hands. No, no. no. What no, do they no. say to each other the <laughs> night before a big show? Break, break a, a leg. Break a leg. There you go. So... If his marriage on the very first day got off to this rocky start of having to abandon a motorcycle in Big Sur, I wish him the happiest marriage because I think he's going to have a fantastic one. Well, I don't know how he got out of Big Sur and back up here. The, a, I mean, that's we an can expensive only, Uber. Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I feel horrible. But also I'm like, all right, is this another thing we need to start teaching everyone? So that's why um, Jason was showing uh, the new guy. Um, what's his name? Ellie's friend who was here with the NC. Uh, um, I don't. I want to say. Oh gosh, Juan, but it's not Juan. No, it's not Juan. Ooh. It's not Giorgio. Anyway, you know what? If you don't know how to bump start a motorcycle, I I am I urge you to ask somebody and learn. And that's the other thing I felt bad is if this is a dude who didn't know how to do it, he's also a dude who couldn't ask how or ask for help. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, could be. So, long or story short, I felt bad about that, but um, I got the bike back today, and I was going wow. through it, and just there's a little bit of an oil leak, I think, <laughs> coming from the breather hose. I was just kind of cleaning it up, going through it, because I am trying to keep that bike, you know, uh, top tip for rentals. And when I went into the airbox... This is bizarre. I found the weirdest thing. Urine? I... <laughs> Animal bone. You're in. No, we're out. I found a pretty large, like a chicken bone. Yeah, or it looked like the thigh bone of a squirrel. So he's doing voodoo. He's doing voodoo. I mean, there's no other. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, was my bike cursed? Or or was it was that roadkill that got sucked in or something? No, dude, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't know how it got in there. A bone in the airbox. Oh my, that's a chicken bone. Yeah, it looks That's like a, a thigh. Yeah, Chicken it's rat. like a thigh bone or yeah. something. Rats, maybe it was a rat so, stashing its, its. I don't know how uh, it would get in dinner. there. Though. That's the thing. So let's hmm. get bra- down to brass tacks, Liza. Do you do you ever eat chicken thighs? No. Okay, so <clears throat> we know it's not you. Um, 
Yeah. Hey, hey Liza, where did it come from? I have a game for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a game for you. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's the KLR story. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to send a big thanks to all the listeners who messaged me about the Costco motorcycles. As Emma can see here, you guys, you guys, Costco has toy motorcycles there. Not like little ones you ride, like the ones I have in this room, thousands of. Bagel, if Emma can hold that up, I don't know if you can see. So these these are by Maisto, and they're one twelfth scale. They're die cast, and they come in a set of four. Uh, Did you buy all the sets, Liza? Yeah. So they come in BMW. And the BMW has an S1000RR. It looks like it has an R9T. It has an R1200 and, and a GS1250. Um, and yeah. they're very, very nice replicas. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. really are. And so let's have a look at the Honda. No, we're not going to go through the whole thing. Okay. So there's a Honda box, BMW box, a Ducati box, and it's a four-pack of each. So if you Oh, want- dear, the Ducati <coughs> box has broken down. What? It just caught on fire. Yeah. What? Oh, no, God. it's just a... <laughs> <laughs> wow. The gas tanks wow. are having massive problems. <laughs> They're swelling. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, big thanks to all the listeners who messaged me. As soon as I got back, I went down to, to, uh, oh, God. to Costco you, to get these. You know what the jewel of this <laughs> collection is? The Diavel. You pronounce it Diavel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. pronounce it Diavel. Yeah, the Diavel made me do it. You know the jewel of this, all of these 12 motorcycles? This CBR 1000 SP. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. The paintwork on it is amazing. Look at that. Yeah, these are beautiful. You look yeah. at They're amazing. That one. That, okay. It's absolutely, it's stunning. It's all right. Well, nice. you guys are playing with that. <clears throat> We like playing with toys. I want to get to the big topic today. Yeah, that's So, um, Relda, you're here for a reason, aren't you? I am. So you're here because you went with me on Chickistan. That's right. We went and rode around Pakistan. And guess who else was with us? <gasps> I'm getting <gasps> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Surprise guest. Oh I surprised Ralda. Oh, I heart Aaron. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> Yay. Hey, Aaron. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for calling in. I know it's late over there on the... DC. Yeah, East Coast. Hell yeah. 9 p.m., baby. <laughs> How are you still awake? <laughs> we are all struggling. No fucking idea, honestly. We are all struggling. So Aaron was on the trip with us, too. And um, both Aaron and Ralda, this was, I mean, first time doing a trip like this, but also neither of you had a lot of dirt riding experience. Mm-mm. So we'll get to that experience as a new rider, but let me see. Let's just get right away. Relda, how many times did you crash? Twice. And I think I maybe would have crashed more, but I was in the car a couple times. (laughs) All right. And Aaron, how many times did you crash? Only twice, but uh, I think the one on the last Uh, day. Oh, my God. was right behind me for it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Uh, I was right behind her, and you know what I did? Like we talked about when we were talking about when somebody crashes. 
Uh, Aaron, what did I do as soon as you crashed? Point and laugh? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I was expecting that, but no. Well, no, no that sure. would be classic laser behavior. So. No, we've just been working on when you're with somebody who's in a crash, what to do. So. Yeah, she was really good. So I low-sided into like a classic turn and, uh, and Liza immediately came up and was like, okay, I'll get the bike up for you. Like, relax, sit down, you know, calm down. And for me... I didn't think the crash was that bad, but it apparently looked and sounded a lot worse than it was. So Liza was treating it like, you know, the very serious situation that it should have been. And I had jumped up and was ready to get right back on my bike. But Liza was like, you slid into a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I said, relax. I got this. Now you can get on. I said, we're going to play a little game called you ride my bike (laughs) because, and this is important. Um, when somebody's been in an accident and they're all like, <gasps> like, she's like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. But once I got on her bike, I was able to be calm and really assess the bike and her rear brake pedal was bent up. So you had to like lift your leg up in the air to be able to use the rear brake pedal. And this was on switchbacks where you needed, you couldn't touch your front brake. So that's, it just goes back to what you guys were talking about, you know, while I was gone, like, um, don't leave it to somebody who's just crashed. Who's having has this adrenaline, even though they may not be injured. Right. Don't give them another thing to try and assess. Yes. On the road. So yeah. So she did a great job. Just hopped on and took okay, off. Okay. Great. Um. So let's talk about our trip. So Aaron, if you didn't know, uh, John, who's here in the room, he he was on the Stumpy. This is the famous Stumpy John. Oh, I've heard many stories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He was here. Recently. Everything she says is a lie. And then the other guy is the famous Bagel. We did it on the Vespa. So yeah, yeah I don't know how you guys did the Vespas through Dioci. No. That sounds <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Moyne was it, bragging about that. It, it was a rough <laughs> ride, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. So um, this trip was really great, and this time we did a little more sightseeing, and we spent a few days in Lahore doing stuff, um, including we got to play with animals. <laughs> There was um, a lion cub we got to play with named Junior. There was, I got bit by a monkey. There. <laughs> Did you lift a lion club up and go, da, 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 da. Oh, no. You didn't do that? No, he oh, was a totally sassy little guy. Yeah. He was. Um, Who let you pet <clears throat> the monkey? <laughs> oh, no. That monkey bit my finger. They're like, get away. Did you spank it? No, they were pair couples. And so if you tried to reach your hand in, one of the males would run up to protect his woman. Oh. It was cute. Um, but we got to see some really cool stuff. But we started out on the track. Uh, the first time we got on the bikes was on the racetrack. John, you went to Moines Racetrack, I right? did, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, they have all the toys there for us, cars. We just rode the cars. Karts. We didn't even get in those. We just did the cars. Yeah. Well, yeah. Moyne had our bikes shipped there so we could uh, try those out. And a cool thing is a couple uh, Pakistani women uh, showed up. We hadn't put out an invite for women to come. One woman, Tia, um, she rode in the Wurwur uh, oh, cool. relay when it came around. She now has two children, One and one of them she had a C-section 20 days ago. Wow. Wow. So her husband is there holding the infant and this was her first time back on a bike. And I took her out on the track to give her some instruction. Wow. "Wow." That's cool. Kind of badass. Now we're not doing like track riding. It was just like, here's the line and here's where to look and basics. Yeah. 
Um, what did you guys think of the track? Did you guys get into it? How about you, Relda? Yeah, I did. I had a lot of fun. Um, it was probably, the, well, yes, it was the first time I'd ever been on a track. So, um, How much riding experience do you have in general? Um, I guess a few years. I got my license in 2019. Okay. Before that, I was like on and off, maybe more serious the last year or so. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you, you jumped in, didn't you? I loved it. I think I was the... <laughs> second person on a bike it's because we'd been walking around all day and i was really excited to Mm -hmm. get some track experience and it was my first time on a track too so it was pretty cool and we had jamie there and and haley who both have experience on the track and they were great people to follow so i gotta ask was Mm -hmm. this i assume this was a paved track and not a a dirt track okay this is a paved a a real paved track track. nice nice yeah this is moine's job as he manages the tracks okay well, I also, before that, had a little short stint on the rally truck track that was scared the bejesus out of me because I have managed. I I didn't know that's where we were going. I thought we were all going to the track, and I jumped in Moyne's boss's truck with him and Haley. wasn't belted in, and it was his race car, oh. his Porsche rally car. Wow. That he then decided to show off. Okay. <laughs> and went off. We went through city streets, like that. And I'm like, I'm holding on to the seat in front of me and yelling. And then he veered through some farmlands and hitting bumps and jumps. And and then he hit the rally truck course, his rally truck course, which is just like silt, you know, fine dust. It's everywhere. You can't see where you're going. Yeah, that was a side side track that we did. But the track was a lot of fun, and um, that was just our first kind of experience, was riding the track. And then we hopped in the cars, too. Mm -hmm. Did you hop in one of the cars, Aaron? I did, and Lily was the driver. And getting to (laughs) listen to Lily cackle while screeching into a turn was an incredible first impression. Lily has the best (laughs) laugh. She really does. So I hopped in one of the cars, and my co-pilot was a woman who was hanging out with us that day who is part of a race program. She's a race car driver and a designer of race cars oh, wow. there in Pakistan who had come oh, out wow. to meet us. And so I had her as my co-pilot and she was, she was coaching me where to go and what gear and I'm like paying attention. And then I heard the squeals of tires and it was Haley behind me who just cut me off on the inside of a turn. Like, I'm just working on, like, technique and the right name. And suddenly, like, Haley comes out on cackling, cuts me off, carries too much speed, can't make the turn, goes off the track in the grass, sliding around, laughing hysterically. (laughs) And I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) She was having fun. Yeah. So that was really Mm -hmm. cool. Really cool experience. Uh, Then we... We did more like uh, tourist stuff. Like, did you go to the Walled City in mm-hmm. Lahore? Sure did. And the Red Light District? Mm-hmm. And that was cool. And I saw a man shit on the side of the road in so the city. A good time. I can see that in Portland. No yeah, big I know. Deal. I know. I'm like, oh, it reminds me of home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, just getting used to, I think, to the traffic. And for you guys, mm-hmm. was that something to get used to when you're just seeing like how many motorcycles there are yeah there was a there's just motorcycles everywhere every direction you turn there's at least five six i don't know maybe even more and i realize it more now coming back i think i've 
I don't know, in a day now here, I maybe see one or two. Oh, yeah. So You said you didn't do yeah. a Bada right? Didn't. Uh, uh, a Bada what is it? Optobod? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't ride through that. Oh, um, yeah. But like when worst. we got into our first hotel in Lahore, you know, we're you know up in the middle of the night. One night we were watching the cricket game with people in the lobby. <laughs> There's a nightlife there that's crazy. It never, sh- never shuts down. It's just as busy at night. Hmm. Um, and and me and Haley would just go sit out in front of the hotel and watch all the motorcycles go by, which are mostly seventy cc nice. with like nice. three people on them. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a small family. <laughs> no, that would be five people. Okay, three people would be like three young men going out. Okay. Yeah. They're, oh, it's nut to butt to nut to butt. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah. As it should be. Um, but we were trying to learn lessons from uh, John's trip and the trip mm. before that that had hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. So Moyne shipped the bikes from the racetrack up into the mountains so that we wouldn't have to go through the first. Like the traffic is crazy. Uh, Aaron describe the traffic when you're in the city i mean it's the kind of thing that you want to close your eyes when you're going through and just like hail mary trust the driver it was i mean i've never you've got like a donkey a goat yeah 10 people on a motorcycle all going the same direction as you and then the same amount of number of people going against traffic at you and somehow it all works so i don't think we saw a single crash that wasn't one of us on the trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I saw, I, I saw you guys crash. So yeah, it is kind of hectic and you have to get into this mindset mm-hmm. and drop yourself in because yeah, you have trucks and cars and tuk-tuks and livestock. Camels. And So Liza, let me yeah. ask you this mm-hmm. for, for a person that's never been there. Yeah. How do you get into that mindset? Like what, what, what do you do? What, what's that mindset like? What, you do. You kind of have to um, just you're just kind of watching trust. the traffic and you trusting and you start to learn how it flows and what to look for. And yeah. OK. Well, we'll get to that because let's see. Some people hit cars. I know, John, you hit one. No, they hit me. OK. Nice. Well, did, did nice. you hit a car or did they hit you? Well, you know, what's funny. I've been <laughs> <laughs> I've been running it through my head and I'm trying to figure out I'm like, hmm, did I hit? the car did the car kind of get closer to me uh, it could have just been both i was trying to pass a car and so i'm gonna take a guess i wasn't there but i'm gonna guess in this stuff i'm gonna guess um you were shooting between two vehicles as you do and that the gap got too narrow and mm-hmm. you probably clipped one of your handlebars which turned the wheel and you slid hmm. i did hmm. slide into opposite yeah. traffic <laughs> wow so Ooh. yeah yeah and that that's why there was a space <coughs> for me. And then, the and then there wasn't. <laughs> well, then there was too much space for me. And that's when I kind of took over the whole road um, with my motorcycle. So, yeah. yeah, and you have to remember, we are riding 150cc motorcycles. <clears throat> now, here in the States, I'm a, I mean, 150cc, there's hardly any. Here, right? Right, Other exactly. I mean, you know, people start off, oh, you want to start a bike? Well, let's get you started on a 500 or a 650. 250 at the least. At the least, <laughs> at the very least. We always say to people, oh, you buy a 250, you're going to grow out of it in a month, which is people and do, because that is the type of riding here. Now, Europe is different. 
Yeah. For our European listeners, you know, Britain, there's a lot of people riding 125s in Britain. That's your starting yeah. point. Europe and, and Asia. And, you know, when, <clears throat> but whatever. But it's a very different riding out there. I mean, you guys, it's king of the road, really, out there in terms of motorcycling, isn't it? Yeah, well, everything is smaller displacement, not just the motorcycles, but the cars, too. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty small displacement cars. Um, <clears throat> so the we're riding the Atlas Honda CB150F. All right. Melda, what'd you think of the the bike? F is for fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was a really fun bike to ride, and I was. I mean, you can take that bike anywhere. At least I felt that way. Yeah, Aaron, was there any time that you you thought I can't believe this little bike is getting through what I'm putting it through right now? Every single time I got on it, I mean, the first time it was completely submerged in water and still <laughs> going forward, I was shocked. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's even street tires that are on it and you're taking it, you know, through baby head gravel all the way to sand on the top of a cliff and it's just chugging along. Exactly. Um, the It's amazing what it can do. I mean, really nimble. We took it on um, a death road. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> you know, the, I guess they call it the second most dangerous road in the world. Well, some of us took it on that. One of us didn't take it back. Oh, did you hide that in the car? Correct. On the way back, I did ride in the car. And let me tell you, it is so much better to ride that road on a bike <laughs> yeah. than it is on the car. So You had someone on your trip, John, who discovered that. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you, though, you said the right thing to me that I gave, gave me all the respect for you. Your reason for not riding, you said, I'm just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. That. That's that's yeah. the magic words. Yeah. I understand. <clears throat> and that is very, very important no matter what situation you find yourself in. You know, a car is designed very, very differently. It doesn't matter whether you're feeling sick. I mean, I don't recommend people drive if they're at the death door. But if you're feeling a little sick, <clears throat> feeling a little depressed, you can drive perfectly capably. Motorcycle demands far more of your attention. It's a far more visceral experience. Mm. And we know this, and this is why we love it so much. But if if you're not feeling it, don't ride the bike. It's as simple as that. Yeah, is that, and that is applies that what, no matter where you are in the world and it, what you're riding. Is that what it was? But, but especially on a death road. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you rode successfully all the way up. Uh, I did. Ha- that was my first fall, but oh, it was yeah. through the sand trap. So yeah, I just kind of got mm. stuck in it. It was like quicksand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was like Marcus mentioned. He's like, it's like falling on a playground. You were okay. So, um, yeah. and I knew I could ride it i just i don't know it was weird like i had dreams i was telling yeah, yeah. my roommate about it but yeah. yeah yeah i i i that's the right thing if you're not feeling it that's but i also wasn't feeling the car either so. <laughs> we could have gotten you one of them donkeys maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> which is the other form of transportation up there um and we were able to go to the atlas honda factory to see them building the bikes uh aaron what'd you think of that yeah, it was like a Willy Wonka factory, but for motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the uh, the video of the bikes com- literally coming off the conveyor belt and then someone mm-hmm. immediately hopping on them, testing out the brakes, testing out everything. I mean, that was uh, just like, I, I feel like I struck gold just getting, capturing that moment of it. 
Yeah, John, when you were at the Atmos London factory, how was that? Oh, it was incredible. It was the best day of my life. You didn't get to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be pointing out all so the mean. things you didn't get to do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was really cool to see it and, and to, to, to meet the people and see the people who are assembled these bikes that did amazingly well. So um, Atlas Honda is it's a Pakistani company that licensed the Honda, the name and the, the design, these right. pretty old engines, 70cc, uh, 125cc, but the 150F is their own flagship model. That they make, but not that much popular <clears throat> one. You said Mm-mm. because the the didn't you say there was something about the bodywork around the fuel tank? You cannot yeah. sit a child. You can't put. You can't. can't, you can't put sit children. a child astride the fuel tank. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but that little bike, I we took it on literally a racetrack. Yes. Uh, a freeway. Yes. Up um, sand, gravel, hard enduro. Mm-hmm. That um that one hotel we stayed at in in Iran where they were working on the street and they just had a pile of rubble uh, that I kept going back and forth to get in and out of the hotel. Then they be- built a little ramp for us, but I kept using the literally pile of like right. broken concrete that I'm just like hard enduro over. It was so much fun. Um, <laughs> that was the hotel way up so, on the hill, or mm, no, another one. Okay. I've said this many, many times before, and it, it's going to touch on the design of that bike. Even though I've never ridden one, nor ever ridden in Pakistan. How many times have I talked about the reverence of the domestic product? And yeah. it's not just, oh, it's the domestic product, it's great. Until you have ridden a Harley in, you know, on a deserted road in the southwest, you can't understand them. Until you've ridden a BMW through an alpine pass you can't understand them until you've ridden a british bike down a twisting road you know Mm -hmm. in rural wales you can't understand them the best people to design a bike are the local people and atlas honda have obviously taken a great deal of time to figure Mm -hmm. out what works well on pakistani roads and we're also talking about high elevations. Uh, DS- yeah, well, they did get a bit wheezy, though, don't they? Oh, they get wheezy, yeah. <laughs> um, mine was actually running really good, but DSI and Babusar were both up above 13,000 feet. Wow. And then, yep. um, well, then the pass. And then Kuncharab was 15.4. 15.4. 15.9, I think. Yeah, it's almost 16. Yeah, it's yeah, high. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and I rode two up, up Babusar. Because mm-hmm. I gave one of the girls a ride up there. Um, you guys want to add anything about the CB one hundred and fifty F? Did you did you fall in love with it? I did. Yeah. I love that it was so light, and you know, I drop it, I can pick it up, and it like like Aaron said, it can just go through anything. Those water crossings. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the other thing. I love about these trips, and and I'll I want to get your guys' perspective on this. There's an element of danger at everything we do. Literally everything we do. When I say everything, there are buildings that have stairs with like no handrails or anything, you know, <laughs> and and the concrete that's like falling off, potholes everywhere. I mean, there's an element of danger. Um, 
did that add to it for you, Relna? Do you like that element of danger? I do. <laughs> I do. I do name. like that. Relda danger. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was something that you felt like, wow, this is dangerous? On or off the motorcycle? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, for me, all of this was just so new that everything I just loved. Everything was new. Everything was hmm. not scary. But yeah, there was that element of, oh, something how about our jeep ride through the sand dunes oh, oh my god that oh yes fuck that jeep yeah yes yes oh my gosh there so, was at one point we were sideways and i think we all uh, thought this is where we die not on, on a bikes, but in a jeep stranded on a dune going sideways Here's the thing, and I talk about element of danger. So somebody hired a Jeep for us to go out into the sand dunes, (laughs) and a bunch of us pile in. No seatbelts, nothing, right? Yikes. This Jeep kept dying. It's (laughs) to me, it seemed like the fuel injection. And so it like and die. Wait a second. (laughs) How many times, Aaron, did that? Did that bike? Did that uh, jeep die and be and get restarted? I'm conservatively probably fifteen. Yeah. 15? Honestly, oh, no. fifteen or fifty? Oh, pro- both. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and he was trying to get it up a completely vertical Go sand up dune. a sand dune, and yeah, uh, but he was paid to get us on this trip. He would not give up. He kept trying. It got to the point where we're just like. Can we just go back? Yeah, because he kept trying, and it would die as we're sideways on this dune trying to climb it, and oh, no. he just wouldn't give up. <clears throat> wouldn't give up, and it's like I felt bad for the car. It was like to me, <laughs> it was like that that donkey that they just keep whipping, yeah. but it's like it just wants to lay down and die, but they keep whipping it to go. That's what I felt like for a car. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Oh. Yeah, um, and also we weren't belted and built into the roll bar above my head was speakers. So when I would bounce up, Bam. I would hit bang, oh. the speakers. <laughs> yeah, Erin was lucky. She was in the front seat. I don't know. Was that a good, a better seat, Erin? <laughs> it was definitely terrifying because I had an unobstructed view of just how much this Jeep was not going to make it up this hill. But uh, yeah, there was. De- we should have taken. We took a mid right when the jeep was working. Yeah. We took like a mid photo, you know, of all of us smiling and laughing. We should have taken yeah. a photo afterwards. <laughs> right. so the good news is, um, because of my long legs, when they pushed the seat back, it completely like jammed my legs. I'm like, ow, ow, right? But it wouldn't move. But then I was relieved because I was wedged, yeah, locked in. <laughs> but Lily, who was in the middle, kept floating up in the air. Yes. So she was like tethered to me, holding on to me. I was the anchor for everyone in the back seat. <laughs> it was crazy. So it's that element of danger. Um, so Aaron, is there anything that you thought like I can't believe I'm doing this? I mean, most of it. I had definitely had my biggest moment when uh when we were doing Shimshaw, that was like the, okay, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever done in my life and will ever do for the next couple of years. Um, but mm-hmm. definitely element of danger. DOSI was when 
in the beginning of DSI, since I had never really done off road oh, before, you, you that's had, when I was like, you had a statement this. about DSI. So can you describe <laughs> the road condition? And remember that Bagel did it on teeny tiny wheels. <clears throat> I so, Jenny, I almost don't believe you guys. Like until I see a photo of it, I, I it was insane. It was it was physically painful. It was incredibly tough. Uh, and for a while, you know, you're in the mountains, so you can't really see the incredible scenery. And so for the first, you know, two hours of it, I was just getting the shit kicked out of me by this road. And the entire time I was just thinking, fuck Moin, fuck Moin, like <laughs> fuck him for making us do this road. And when you say road, yeah, yeah there's that's no tarmac. A, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, road is a generous <laughs> statement. But um, but once the... Uh, once the kind of the clearing opens up and you can see oh, the sky yeah. and the shadows yeah. on all the mountains, that's when I was oh, like, yeah. oh, this is worth it. John, did you guys go through DSI to Scardew or did you go from Scardew over DSI? I believe it was Scardew <clears throat> over DSI. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first time I went backwards. Mm. And yeah, it was that reveal when you're coming through. So DSI is the second highest plains in the world. They're, they're plains. There's nothing up there. Mm just barren i mean such a beautiful area though. it's, it's yeah, just amazing, amazing. <clears throat> and that's when we saw the marmots <laughs> oh, little marmots they're so cute killer marmots um but but even that was a huge challenge for everyone this is a bumpy road with jagged rocks and uh you know you just have to endure it endure it endure it for hours yeah. and hours <laughs> and hours oh, god yeah but um, and roads like Shimshaw that are literally carved out of the side of a cliff. And I don't know if you guys saw some of the pictures people took of like somebody else on the road. And you could see sections of the road that had collapsed and they just stack up rocks and then build the road back on these free stacked rocks. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So yep. that was a big scare for a lot of people is Shimshaw. John, I think for your trip, too, you had somebody who was like, I'm not even going to try it. They that was the wor- it. it was the worst wreck we had there. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, with a concussion. <clears throat> Shimshaw, DSI, they're all challenge, challenging rides. Would you guys say that those were the most dangerous rides that we did? I would say uh, that the last strip going into Islamabad was the most there dangerous part. Yeah, that, that road's rough. It's like a snot. The road, as we're getting back into civilization, once you get to Abbottabad and going towards Islamabad, and now you've got all the traffic. And Moin is going flat out. <laughs> Does he ever not go flat out? <laughs> flat out. I had a speed bump at like 60 miles per hour that I didn't see coming. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it was crazy. And this is when, yeah, Relda crashed. I mean, the bigger dangers were the ones that we weren't expecting. It was on the paved roads when you're getting back into the city. Yeah. Doing the dirt roads was a bit enduring and technical, but not as dangerous. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) So, um, let's see. We did Babusar, and then we did Kunjarab. We spent some time in Hunza. Oh, we did a thing in Hunza that our listeners will want to hear about. Um, For any of our Patreon subscribers, there's about 80 girls who are in a hostel uh, studying, trying to get you know get their education, who have a big thank you for them because we are able to buy the motorcycle. We we bought two, but uh, one of them was bought by our Patreon funds 
to give to the girls in the hostel. The girls who live in Shimshaw Valley, which is so remote. <clears throat> in fact, which one of you heard the story about how Shimshaw became settled? Did you guys hear that story about the the polo match? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And English Dave, who flies in every year Oh, now? no, 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 no. That's a different one. I think <clears throat> Lily was the one who heard the story. So, where it was... And the story was that these mountaineer people had traveled way up this valley, up this mountain, and then discovered this beautiful valley, the Shimshaw Valley, that, you know, it's 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 wide and flat, and you can have farms up there, and they came to settle it. And then the Chinese showed up, mm-hmm. and they said, no, no, this is our land. And, the, and, the, and they're like, no, no, we settled it. <clears throat> so I said, well, the only way to settle this is with a polo match. So the Chinese showed up with their horses and the the locals showed up with their yaks and played polo and the locals won and they got to keep the Shimshaw Valley. I did not know that story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a yeah. moment there, I thought you were going to say a duel. No. So it's so far up, there's not a lot of school. And so this woman named Husan Bibi opened up a, a youth hostel for the young women to come down and live down uh, near civilization where they have access to school, studying, and, and resources. The 80 women. So we delivered two bikes to them. They were very excited about mm-hmm. this, I, more so than I thought. Like, I just really didn't know if young women would be excited about motorbikes. Mm. Uh, Relda, what? What was the response, would you say? Oh, I think they jumped right on the bike and right away figured out how to kick start it. It was on the um, on the stand, on the center mm-hmm. stand. So a lot of the girls were just revving it. And yeah, they just, they loved it. Yeah, the grins <laughs> yeah. were so huge. They And I had like a few women, were, uh, uh, young, young women were like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. And this one was uh she's standing next to me and she's revving the bike up because that's all they could do and she turns to me she goes it's making my my stomach tingle (laughs) and i'm like oh you have the feelings (laughs) and i realized like wow the doors were opening freedom yeah it's exactly it is exactly the same freedom that every single one of us got when we were a teenager and we got our first bike. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And you rev that thing up, and then you figured out how to make yeah, it go. 100%. And you're like, yeah. my life is <clears throat> never going to be the same from this point. And even at an early age, you realize that. You realize that up until then, you hadn't, you, you hadn't experienced freedom. <clears throat> and now you were going to get it. And you could go where you want when you wanted yep, yep brilliant yep. oh i remember it vividly so it doesn't surprise me so um oh but yes it doesn't stop there oh so uh women riders now bought one of the bikes motorcycles and misfits bought the other bike <clears throat> but one of the women rachel she collected used gear from women mm. riders here and went with a full duffel bag of helmets mm. and gloves right and everything on. right doesn't stop there oh uh, Jamie uh, and I went down with Pop with Papa, mm-hmm. the mechanic, to one of the hardware stores, and bought a tool set to give them, so they could learn to wrench on it. Yeah, yeah. doesn't cool. stop there. <laughs> <clears throat> Jamie also um, paid, and this is what's crazy: one hundred dollars. She got one hundred dollars that 
uh, Moyne went with her to a local mechanic nearby and prepaid for one year of service. So once a month, he's instructed to go up to the school mm. and do maintenance on mm. the bike. $100 gets you 12 rounds of service on two bikes. Wow. Wow, that's that's what Emma would charge right at Oh yeah, those are Motown rights. So we didn't just drop off bikes; we gave them all the things. Now we didn't have time to stay and teach them how to ride. <coughs> um, the teacher said that they need to get permissions from all the parents first, right? But uh, how we old, have our how friend. Old are, how old are these girls? Uh, like like seventeen, I think so. Hmm. 17 through 19 or no 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 i think they're all like high school they're all high school school. okay Okay. i think like like 15 to 17 okay Uh, remember our friend rosie gabrielle who's been on the show Mm -hmm. she currently lives up in that area and i asked her if she would continue going there and giving girls lessons so that's a big thanks to our listeners our patreon subscribers for helping me and us to do this really special thing with the women, uh, the, the young women of Shimshaw Valley, and and sharing the thing that we love the most, and of course they had a party and they danced and we and sang yeah. for us and it was, it was really fun. Uh, awesome. And there are um, obviously there are photographs and little video segments that you can post on the uh, Misfits. Yeah, I'm never that organized. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will. Um. What else do we do? We oh yeah, yes. yak burger, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yak burger. Yeah. What does yak taste like? Like furry cow. <laughs> 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 yeah, the th- funny about the thing is, you can only eat the anus. Oh, <laughs> what? That's it. That's all it has. Everything else is not edible. <clears throat> Wait, what? what? Yes. All right. So um, another uh, another cool thing. This is a uh, kind of a. Uh, uh, I guess we're announcing an exclusive right now. Part of the reason that Aaron was there yes. specifically. Uh, yes. Aaron, let's talk about why you were there on this trip. <laughs> uh, so I was actually there to cover it for uh, the American Motorcyclist Association's magazine, yeah. American Motorcyclist. Yes. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I work for the AMA and uh, I saw Liza at Americade. And she had mentioned the trip and mentioned that there were some open seats. And so I called uh, one of you know the people in our communications department and saw if they would be interested in funding me go going on this trip and uh, having it for the article. And they said, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm very excited to cover it. I mean, it was two and a half weeks. So there's a lot of stuff to go through and see what would be of most interest to our members. But I'm really excited. I think it's a uh, it's an incredible country, and it needs to be on every motorcyclist's bucket list. Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. As a motorcyclist, I mean, for John and Bagel, you guys have been there now. I mean, should this be a destination for all motorcycle adventure riders? Oh, I think oh, so. I think so. Yeah, or yeah. and or just adventurous I mean, types. You're riding in the where the. <laughs> You know, the Himalayas and the Karakoam and the Hindu Kush right. mountains come together. It's freaking amazing. And you're on the Silk okay. Road. Um, and and um, you, you have never seen mountains like these before. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I just would like to point out that I enjoy riding very fast on smooth asphalt, <laughs> pulling up in front of my hotel, and then going in and ordering room service. Yes, but we had curry. 
<laughs> room service may include curry, but oh. I, I, I'm very much of the bring a martini up to my room right now, please, traveler. You know, and that's going to be hard to find in Pakistan. But we had yes, Chinese, we had Chinese beer. <laughs> oh, Singao! Yeah. Uh, we oh, Singao's of, great beer. We had what gin? What was it? Oh yeah, uh, good gin. gin, really good oh, yeah. gin. <laughs> oh, um, this is another thing. John, I forgot that we got to do, and and for I think Relda and Aaron owe you a thanks because oh. you guys, Stumpy John's the one who raised the money that's to buy right. all the instruments that we got to deliver to the school. Oh, that's, so oh, that's cool. awesome! That makes me super happy. So cool. Oh, can I see this? So uh, that was pretty cool. It's a it's a small school up on the top mm-hmm. of this like mountain. Oh, I see so <clears throat> many happy faces. And John, you Look you raised a few thousand dollars, and they were able to buy. Um, bass guitar, guitars, awesome. ukuleles, mm-hmm. drums. Uh, the, what I loved is there were maracas that I guess were bought that were immediately grabbed by the toddlers and turned into <laughs> weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to watch. <clears throat> but like um, a, a used bass guitar and an amp doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Except there's only one electric bass in this region and so whenever there's a concert or an event they have to go borrow the one mm. for wow. this event travel I, to do so yeah. i am looking at a picture and in this picture i would say pretty much a good cross-section of the women riders uh, and yeah. um moin is sitting at the front and he looks very very happy but children you can go anywhere in the world and children are children. Mm-hmm. And if you give a child a musical instrument, they just... They'll turn it into a weapon. They <laughs> light up <laughs> like a little beacon. And I am seeing oh, a lot awesome. of very, very happy children. So, here. John, thank you that we were able to oh, you know, do that for you. And they put on a whole show and a concert, a little, little dancing for us. Well, we had That's a lot so of people, cute. a lot of listeners gave money towards that. And, uh, and others, awesome. friends of mine. So thank you all. Yeah, and it's just great. Yeah, to see go to to the kids and uh, and Jimmy Jimmy Khan, who's Jimmy a singer. Khan. Check him yes. out on YouTube. So um, much fun doing uh, performing some songs. That was really cool. Um, oh, but back to uh, Aaron. Aaron, this article. When do you think it's going to come out? Sometime next year. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's magazine schedule, so. Yeah. It's uh, whenever it gets written and then whenever they can, uh, you know, fit in 10 pages of something. So, yeah, because I, yeah, this article earliest January, but who knows? It's going to be the cover cover article, isn't it? Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it, it, it was good. Be. It was good. We hope yeah. so. Um, I had another really cool thing happen. Well, do you remember this at the Fork of the, the Rivers? So many cool things happen. I know, so many cool things. (laughs) Um, This was a trip for me. So um, coming down. Now I remember. (laughs) When we're, like last day, heading towards uh, Optibod, coming out of the mountains, and we're on the Korokarm Highway. And think of like Pacific Coast Highway. It's just a giant river down below on a cliff's edge and just a fast-moving road. And we stopped. There was like a coffee shop Mm -hmm. that had a viewing platform and a three-pointed statue thingy um to commemorate this is the, the basically the, 
birth of the, the mountain ranges. It's a so, confluence of all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hindukush, the Korokaram, and the Himalayas all start here. And there's two rivers that come down between them mm. that there's a fork in the river where they join and become one. Is that the Indus? I don't know the name of the river. Um, that becomes one. And so you can see, you can go up on this viewing platform yep. and see this, mm. the beginning of all this. So I'm up there just kind of looking, and I heard someone say, Liza? I'm like, uh, I turn around, I'm like, yeah? And he goes, hey, uh, my name's Brian. I'm from New Zealand. I'm a listener of yours. That's I'm awesome. Like, what? What? Stalker. <laughs> what? Right? I've, I've been dying to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have you for dinner. <laughs> with, a, with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fava beans. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He I, looks like a nice boy. No, he's a cool guy. And he does tours of uh, India. And he says, yeah, wow. I just I finished up my tour and I was following your trip on Facebook. And I thought, maybe I'll pop over to Pakistan and check it out. And nice. he found me <laughs> That's cool. on a viewing platform nice. on the side of the road. Yeah, how crazy is that? <laughs> wow. uh, I was just, I was bowled over. But what a, what, a, what a cool thing. And he's been touring and going all the places that we went and really in, enjoying his trip. So that was cool. Um, Aaron. What was one of the highlights for you? Oh, that's such a difficult question. I mean, definitely Shimshaw. That was just, I mean, every second of that road, I was, you know, just absolutely astounded with how gorgeous it is. And then I also did most of it with Jamie Smith, Mm -hmm. who is a legendary rider. And doing it with her was, was really cool. And we actually, we went around... Shimshal Village, we left a little bit earlier than the rest of the group in the morning, and we ran into a woman whose daughter went to Shimshal Girls School, and her daughter had called her earlier in the week to tell her about the bikes that got donated. Mm. And so as we were riding by, she was like, are you guys the Americans that donated those bikes? And it was a really, really cool moment. So she got to thank us. And uh, and yeah, and she was like, my daughter's ecstatic and can't wait to ride. So, and we said that you didn't have a lot of dirt experience before. How, how, much, how much of a challenge was it for you and and how 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 better of a rider did it make you i i mean definitely a better rider for sure i mean night and day it didn't really scare me that much i think i'm still of the age range where i don't <laughs> quite have the fear of death in me yet uh so i was just kind of yeah. like all right cool this is what we're doing um but i mean definitely dosi a couple times on those hairpin turns with the sheer cliff drop all with baby head gravel i was like yeah this is something that i should probably reconsider yeah but these bikes are also very forgiving mm-hmm. and Rilda, how about for you what how big of a challenge was there a moment that you went like oh i'm in too deep i'm not prepared for this when i crashed <laughs> <laughs> good answer yeah <laughs> no every other i think you know one well a couple things so during my writing I would, if I felt myself tensing up a lot, like one of the tips Maggie gave me, who was along for the ride, is just sing and sing out loud. And that'll kind of just help you relax and clear your head. So I had multiple songs going through my mind. You know what? That's a good trick because we had people. Phenomena. 
Uh, we we were we had like the Sesame Street song. Like we were just you had all sorts. Yeah. Of Did stuff, you have? It's a small world no. out. No. Luckily, okay. no. But we had. Okay. We welcome you today. We welcome you today. We welcome you today. We welcome you today. Yeah, there was a, That's a delightful like, the kids melody. Sang, and they had paper plates that had like little repetitive, on. perhaps. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the school where the musical instruments were donated yeah, to. Yeah, so. it's a deep song. Yeah. Um, there was more. That's just what we really remember the most. Oh. Those kids are like, we got to do this thing again. <laughs> we got the same show. <laughs> so, but no, that is a very good tip. I'm, I'm going to give a top tip a here. Mur- here we go. A Motorcycles and Misfits top tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Actually, no, it's not my tip. It's Haley Bell's tip. Oh, dear Haley. Haley Bell is got a fear of heights. We know she's this. the type of person who, going up a ladder, she might have a panic. And she was forcing herself and having herself go to like high places to try and get used to it because she was so worried about Shimshaw Valley Road. Mm-hmm. And she discovered a trick that worked for her. I think someone else gave her this advice. Crawling. No, she played <laughs> loud music in her headphones mm. the whole time. Yeah. And just got into this groove and and just, 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 she's like, she never thought about the Mm -hmm. edge of the road, the drop off. She was in her groove, enjoying the bike and the road and the the path in front of her. Right. And it never occurred. So there's a good top tip, music. Well, be Mm -hmm. careful with that. So I, I used to enjoy listening to music in, um, I had little earbuds in in my helmet and you know I'd play music and from a safety standpoint if you're listening to music you can't hear cars around you and I've I have lost count the amount of times I've looked in my mirror and haven't seen anything but I've heard something like what is that and I said oh there's a low slung car and I was looking right over the top of it before but that's not the reason you'd get a good song come on and you go faster because, you know, the music kind of drives you on. So you've got to be careful what you play, um, you know. Um, but it's a, it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great method to overcome a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and I was riding up Shimshaw Valley, and I was with uh, Leave, mm. Arelda's roommate, who also didn't have any experience. And we were on intercom uh, together. Yes. Which was really helpful because I was able to go ahead of her and tell her what was coming, what gear to be in, and how to attack what she was facing. Like, well, you know, what, what was wrong with what she was wearing? <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, she was wearing um, ch- uh, assless chaps. Oh, no. <laughs> no that was wrong with the gear she was I'm in. <laughs> um, no, but, it, but I was able to like really walk through. But it was important things like... I'm, and I'm watching her um, in my mirror. I'm like, grip the tank with your knees. Loosen your arms. Yes. Look up. Look up. These things that you need to keep reminding yourself right. over and over that make sure. a big yeah. difference yeah. Yeah. when riding and, and, and like that. And so it was really fun for me to be able to coach her, but also to see and, and hear as she's responding. Oh, did yeah, you, it just smoothed out. Yeah. Did you use the intercoms a lot on that trip? Yes, but a lot of times I was just singing and annoying Haley. Um, <laughs> y- yeah, 
but we were getting to know each other and um it was just just Haley and Lee and I had comms cuz we had to communicate for Okay. The there was a film shoot thing happening. Um but uh that was it was nice. One thing you guys may not realize is that I actually grew as a writer and my ability too. Yeah, cool. One thing I hate doing is sand. Mm. Jim knows mm. I hate sand. I do too. Yeah. Well, one of the places we went that um, um, called the Cold Desert, not far from Scardia. John, you went there, right? Actually, no, we didn't go there. We oh, got in too late. I'm so sorry. I, I went there. <laughs> so, bagel things are different there now. The Cold really? Desert. You go up. You get up there on the side of the road. It's just it's it's like sand dunes, and but at first mm-hmm. it's not really dunes. It's just sand, just sand. Yeah. It's white, white sand. They now have these guys that have all all these motorcycles and quads, Jeeps. There's a a, a paraglider and an ultralight that you can pay and get rides on. Yeah. Yeah. So we get there and it's like all these toys to play with. And Haley just immediately jumps on. Somebody thrusts a bike at her and she just, ha ha. She starts just ripping around the sand. Mostly it's tourists showing up who haven't ridden a bike in 30 years and are like, oh, I'm going to try this. And they're riding very slowly. Haley is just like, wow, <laughs> going crazy. She broke two bikes. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I hate sand. I hate sand. But I grabbed a deals bike who was with us. This was a Chinese bike, a okay. 250cc um enduro touring enduro thing right okay so it had the proper tires like and a like how taller li- suspension little i i think i've seen those it, it was it a zhong shen it might be yeah yeah zhong shen 250 adventure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so i'm like I'll, I'll try it yes rather than taking our street tires out there and i just went out there and just started ripping around and chasing Haley and whatever she was riding and um and getting the feel for the sand. And, and just, I mean, what method do you think you took that was so different that made you comfortable with it? Or was it just familiarity? Well, I know that you really have to lean the bike down, stay up. You really have to, in sand, really lean it and gun it. And every now and then that front wheel would dig in and wobble. And then you have to like uh, adjust and throw your leg out. That's hard for me at my age. Right. Well, that's and the, hard. And you've got, you've got crappy knees anyway. Yeah. Um, but I did it and had a lot of fun. Um, a bunch of the girls went up and flew in flying contraptions. That was another element of danger. But Aaron got to do something else. Oh, the horse. Yeah. yeah. The horse. <laughs> Again, yeah. as you know, we call it Moyne magic. But in this case, it was a deal magic who was traveling mm-hmm. with us. A uh, deal who is uh, Rosie Gabrielle's husband. He made a horse appear. <laughs> Oh, horses are great. Yeah. And Aaron wow. hopped up on that thing. How was that horse? Did it want to be there? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That horse the, hated its life. Aaron <laughs> on the recalcitrant horse. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, everything sick, else, there's an element of danger okay. to this horse. So how did this horse's, how did this horse's dogma manifest itself? Was it... <laughs> aggressive towards you or just like i don't want to move 
Oh, it, I mean, it had taken a beating in its life, so there's almost nothing you could have done to make that thing move faster than a walk. Oh, God. But, yeah, I did get it up to to a canter with some some nudging, but uh, but Leave was the the real riding master. I mean, she got that horse going, you know, consistently yeah, and quickly, so. Oh, God, that is a moth-eaten horse. Let me see <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Yeah, you also hopped on a quad. Oh, dear, dear. God, that poor animal. I, I know. <laughs> I have to say, you look absolutely stunning on it. I mean, you you, you look like a female Lawrence of Arabia sitting on this, this thing. Oh, oh my God. Is that God, me that, or leave? That <laughs> Just poor wait, horse. Look wait, at it. Describe the process of getting on the horse. Oh my God! Yeah, I certainly, <laughs> I certainly needed some assistance. <laughs> it got—I think it was after attempt number five. The guys just took pity on me and brought a chair over. <laughs> yeah, we were not getting on that thing alone. Because you—you—you're not actually sitting in a saddle. You're—you're—you're you're basically on a riding blanket, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a very small saddle, mm. but it's. It's a very tiny English saddle, and then obviously your Western style reins. Right, and uh, and it's just yeah, <laughs> it's a wild time. I can't get over that horse's face. It looks incredibly <laughs> pissed off, just with life in general. It, it, oh, I don't think it's so anything mad. to do with you. I think it's just like seen it all, <laughs> done it all. I wish it were dead. <laughs> so, and speaking of the element of danger. <clears throat> After we left Scardu and we had to go on Gilgit, uh, Scardu Road to head towards Gilgit. And this is a road, Bagel, you did that before? Yep. So, Bagel, when you went there, <clears throat> it was a one-lane road carved out of the side of a mountain with a raging river down below. Yeah, basically. And they have since, in the past year, they widened it. good oh. So there's an actual line down the middle, and you can fit two cars because there were too many trucks meeting at, at blind mm-hmm. corners, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so they've widened it, which is a major task of digging oh, yeah. out the hillside. However, there's not, there's not a lot of room there to work with. <laughs> As they're still finishing up widening it, they're also dealing with active landslides that are erasing everything they're doing. Oh, all the time. <clears throat> so as you're riding it, there might suddenly just be gravel and rocks. Right. And then it might be back to a perfect brand new twisty tarmac road and then it's like ah gravel and rocks Mm -hmm. or piles of sand or whatever um it keeps you on your toes Mm -hmm. the day after we went over that road there was a there was an earthquake and a big collapse and there were cars with boulders on them oh wow again the element of danger there's always this risk of something going wrong. In fact, how many times you guys, when you're riding on a great paved road, are there just rocks in the road? Here or in no, Pakistan? No, no, there. In, in oh. oh, Pakistan all the time. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I said, you know what you don't see here is roadkill. What you do see is rock kill. Rocks that will kill you. Rocks that right. have tumbled down and are like, you know, softball sized, basketball sized, just sitting in the road. But we were, we were there during snow melt. And I mean, literally, it was like 18 inches of water coming across the main highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, who wants to talk about water crossings? They're fun. <laughs> no. I loved it. I thought it I was I had so fun. Cool. Yeah. I, dummy, didn't pack rain 
thank you. (laughs) So just about any, every day, my boots were soaked at the end of the day. I think, yeah. yeah. Did you guys catch rain? One day we had to ride in the (laughs) rain. On the really hot ride to Hunza. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was a wet day. Um, Yeah, riding to Hunza, and we were behind schedule, so the sun was going down. Oof. And we're trying to get everyone there in the rain. And there was a giant landslide that took out a whole bridge. So yes. now they've carved a dirt road back up into the hillside that brings you around. Yep. <clears throat> and that was hard getting everyone there. I took off with a deal. I just took off like a burp. And a deal and I got to the hotel before it was dark. And I realized there's no one behind us. So I went back down. Down. This was the Hunza Mountain Retreat one? Yeah, yeah. Hun- yeah, Mountain Story. So yeah. I went back down to the highway and waited for people to show up because I realized, oh, this was fun for me. You know what I'm good at? Shitty roads, shitty conditions. I'm really good at that. That's my jam. Shitty roads, shitty conditions. I can haul ass. Right. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you like this, John. <clears throat> Um, hey, Aaron, um, what weather did Moyne tell us to be prepared for that day? <laughs> he said it was going to be incredibly hot and to only wear our summer gear. Yeah. So, Relda, how prepared were you for the <laughs> rain <laughs> and the cold front that came with it? So, I'm always cold. So, <laughs> I came prepared because I just always have extra layers of that. But the rain... Ata happened to have a rain jacket and he let me wear it. So, yeah, if it wasn't for that, I, I, yeah, I probably would have been dead. (laughs) So, um, once we got to the hotel, everyone was drenched and cold and miserable and they had ridden at night through like a landslide zone and they were pretty pissed. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a score to settle. Relda? How did how did the women take it out on mine? <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty much everybody lined up, and Moyne bent over, and we all just spanked them. We laid them <laughs> over a one. table, and everyone lined up. Wow! And and some of them, I like, some uh, of them were swinging hard, and, and that's a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think, liked it more <laughs> than he let off. <laughs> um. I do want to take a second, to, though, to talk about Moyne's wife, Anne. She's a doll. So Love cool. her. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. She takes being a passenger to a new level. So first of all... <laughs> well, she weighs like 30 pounds, so... Yeah, and she's from she's here from California. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> Moyne does not hold back when his wife is on the bike. He rides at the same level. He's yeah. doing wheelies and jumps and sliding the bike sideways with his wife on the bike. And she's the monkey on the back who is just holding on to him. But they also have a method when they hit, like, bumpy terrain. Erin, you want to describe her, her method? Oh, I th- if I can remember it, I think it's the it's the one arm under in case she flies up <laughs> and then one arm over okay. to, like, really yeah. hold that yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. And when Moyne stands up, she stands up with him. So she's standing on the passenger pegs with her arms wrapped around him. 
and is and they are going through twisties and and gravel and baby heads and water crossings two up standing up and so mm-hmm. she can see <clears throat> over his shoulder it sounds like to, to know what's coming up yeah no okay. they've got like a rhythm like you watch yeah. he goes to stand up she senses it and she goes up with him okay like if he's coming up to a speed bump he doesn't slow down he stands up she stands up with him okay and then they go back down well she like, was talking about learning how to ride and trying to ride with you guys your license well that brings right. me to the next thing so first of all and we we acknowledged her for being an amazing passenger but there was some times where she she rode and Moyne was on the back. Oh, right on. But there was another person there who was pretty mm. special, uh, Umber. She's did you great. meet Umber? I did. She's great, too. So Umber I met on last year's trip. She's a friend of Moyne's. She's a Pakistani woman who was educated here at UC Berkeley. She's, she's pretty Western for a right. Pakistani woman, but she's still a Pakistani woman. She's an artist, uh, really cool. And last year she was inspired by her trip. And she told me that five months ago, she started taking lessons hmm. because she wanted to ride up Kundra Pass with us. Nice. And well, that's so, when you're going like three miles an hour, though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she didn't ride the whole thing. She was riding on the back of her boyfriend Jimmy's bike. Yeah, they're official now, by the way. Oh, great. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, but there were times where she's like, I know. I'm riding now. I'm riding with the ladies. Erin, how did that make you feel to see her joy? It was so cool. I mean, she really is. She reminds me of, you know, everyone, myself included, when we all started out of just that pure joy and eagerness to learn. I mean, any chance she got, she was asking us a question about something she was struggling with. But I mean, Umber's a badass. Like, that's a bad bitch. And uh, (laughs) it was really cool to ride with her. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of um, <clears throat> when I was talking earlier about how, like, all, all dudes, I mean, women too, but all dudes need to know how to bump start a bike. She was struggling with things like the bike kept stalling on her going up a hill. She doesn't know how to feather a clutch. Mm. She doesn't know how mm. to rev the engine up and feather a clutch. And I was like, oh, is this another thing that just I take for granted that people just know? And so, well, you develop it. You, you right. develop it. <clears throat> yeah, she wasn't there yet. So she was in her driveway in her house, which is just like twenty feet long. And I put the bike in third gear and said, hmm. "Get it, get it to go forward ten feet." Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that you, that yeah. takes a lot of clutch <clears throat> in third gear. Yeah. Right. You got to rev it up and let the clutch out and in increments. And so I think she was she was learning a lot. Relda, did she learn anything from you? Did you give her any advice? I don't think so. I think my advice to her was to ask other people. Like, I, you know, I'd tell her to ask Maggie or, you know, so like who I thought would be able to answer her question. So there's another cool thing we got to do that John didn't get to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is, is that the border? Yes. So okay. this is the Waga border ceremony. Have you guys ever seen nice. the videos? I, yes. So go ahead and pass it around, John. Super cool. The Waga border ceremony. The Waga border is this. at the border of India and Pakistan. It's literally the border. And they built a stadium Yeah. at yeah. the border. Okay. And you have rangers on both sides, the Indian rangers and the Pakistani rangers. And they have these like big hats and these, um, these really <laughs> cool uniforms. And they come out. And it's so basically the Ministry of Silly Walks. 
(laughs) (laughs) They have tassels, too. Aaron, do you get that reference? She's Uh, she's too young for that. (laughs) No, actually, a teacher showed me that video in class when I was in college. So I do get that reference. Yay! Um, They do this whole, like, strutting. And there's drums going and flags, and they're stomping their feet and gesturing to the other side. Like, you know, it's basically a dance off. It really is. Is what it is, right? But it's majestic. And they do it on both sides. And then uh, they throw the gates open. They raise the flags. And two of the guys march forward and they shake hands with each other to represent one more day of peace. Right on. Between Pakistan and India. They do it every day. Twice a day. Rain or shine. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. It's crazy. So not only were we VIP guests. Yeah, we get taken into the really cool, yeah, we get these like, yeah. I don't know what you call these, these rooms underneath the grandstands that are lined with couches and they bring you tea and mm-hmm. snacks and mm. this is where they put, you know, the VIPs, VIPs. so you're not out there okay. with the common people. Oh, and then, perish the thought of that. I know. Oh, God. And then when it's, Mixing with the hoi polloi. And then when it's about to start, <laughs> uh, they come and get you and they take you to your front row seats. They do. Yeah. You know. Um, but what we got to do that John didn't get to do is after, like, as at, after they shake the hands and they do the thing, they invite the dignitaries out into the stadium up to the border to pose with the Rangers. And so this is the, the photo of all of us doing that. Now, which is cool. I notice <clears throat> in this photograph a great many of you all are wearing traditional dress. Mm-hmm. Liza, of course, isn't. <laughs> um, was that um, something you bought? Was that provided for you? Um, tell me the story about that, because you all look great. <laughs> so one of our days in Lahore, I think we all just kind of went around shopping, trying to find some traditional wear. Yeah, I, sh- I should be a Pakistani fashion consultant, shouldn't I? <laughs> that, <laughs> I saw a picture of you with a That with color on you, no. Ralda, looks great. <clears throat> I love that you're, you're, color. You're wearing a sort of... A very, very dark red. Aaron knows. I was picking stuff out for everyone. I'm like, hear me out. I think this color and this. Yes. I'm, I'm very into fashion. I just don't wear it. We all had our own yeah. personal fashion and, uh, is, is this you, Aaron, in white? Yeah. Yeah, yeah in yeah. pure white. You look great. I mean, of course, Haley. Oh, Haley Bell, so her color looked great on her. Gobby mare that she is, <laughs> looks great in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at her. So um, this is fantastic. I particularly like this gentleman on the left with the machine gun. Oh, so I got to tell you the story. Do you notice how tall these rangers are? Yeah, they are. So that is with intent. Um, <laughs> so in they, order to get the job, you, there's a minimum height requirement. Yes, I would have thought. and here's why. They mock the Indian vegetarians who are small men. (laughs) Oh, I absolutely heard this when I was there too, yeah. Yeah. So they only hire guys who are like 6'3 and taller, so they stand over them. So doesn't India have any tall men to hire as rangers? they don't eat meat. They're all little little guys. Well, they don't eat beef. (laughs) And they wear spats. They look weird. What are spats? On their on their boots. Yeah, spats. Uh, it, it's kind of a covering to cover up the laces and all the untidy parts of a uh, boot. Okay. Michael okay. Jackson wore spats. You know, they're usually white. <clears throat> well, are they white spats? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of like 
You know, it's kind of like a fairing for your boot. Okay. It All covers right. up the messy stuff. <laughs> so the only thing you don't notice here is, Airman, take, take this again. Yes. So India, if you don't know geography, is a lot bigger than Pakistan. They well, used to be the same country. India. Yes. And Pakistan was carved out of India. Yeah, the stand looks absolutely so crowded. So this is a, this is a, well, it's a stadium that on the Indian side is two stories massive, high, yeah. massive stadium. And on the Pakistan side is like little bleachers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot less people, which meant we had to cheer even louder. Yeah. Pakistan! Zindabad! Exactly. Everyone knows that. Um, I want to just, uh, in wrapping up, I want to talk a bit about, for anyone else who's interested in a trip like this, Brad, is this sound uh, intriguing know, to you? I, it sounds really appealing. Uh, each time you've described it over mm-hmm. the episodes, I have I would love to do that adventure. I'm all about adventure. I just, yeah, I can't do that at this point in my life. But I think the, the <clears throat> common denominator that everyone talks about after this trip is not necessarily how safe the riding is, is how <laughs> safe the country is mm. and how friendly and accommodating well, <clears throat> the people are. Yeah, um, I, can, um, I can understand that. I can appreciate that. There, there's a story that I'm going to ask Aaron to tell about that now. <laughs> so did you guys hear um, where Aaron lives and works? Washington, D.C. That's the intro to the story. Aaron, <laughs> tell us about, before going on this trip, what you were told to expect. <clears throat> yeah, so living in D.C., you're inundated with a lot of people that have read academia about places, and usually that academia is about <clears throat> the political strife, the issues with violence and whatnot. So I pretty much had someone in my ear every day leading up to the trip telling me that I was going to die and that it was one of the most dangerous places on Earth and that I, unless I went with a fully armed, privately hired security force, I wasn't going to make it. So, yeah, my mom got so freaked out by all of it that she actually took out kidnapping insurance on me. Um, (laughs) My parents tried to do that on my first trip. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, and which is a a relatively smart traveler thing to do, I got, I updated uh, the embassy in Pakistan to let them know that I was going to be coming. And one of the uh, U.S. State Department alerts for that embassy while we were there was a huge warning about this religious you know ceremony that was happening and it's just a a march through the streets about to mourn one of the saints uh that died Mm -hmm. and that's all it is it's just a march it's like any parade in america and i got a state department notice basically saying if you're an american get out of the streets stay inside stay vigilant don't let anybody know where you're at because it's apparently an extremely dangerous uh, demonstration when in reality it's just, you know, people observing a religious holiday. And what was the reality that you experienced? I mean, I'd cert- I definitely felt safer than I do in America. I mean, it was everyone there, there is. is so kind, so incredibly helpful. And I mean, I, and just to kind of really nail that point home, the second that I got back in D.C., there was mm-hmm. a shooting right outside my work. Yeah. Uh, literally the day that I, I went back to work. So. And that same day was a mass shooting at a school in Oakland. Yeah, right. Wednesday, uh, there yeah. was a school yeah. shooting. Wow. Right. Sad. Which is like a staunch reminder right. for, you know, all the warnings you get going there. And then you go there and you have the opposite. You, you feel safer there. Everybody 
will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Um, if they have nothing, they will give you anything, right? <clears throat> and and the, and I, I mean, I'll be honest though. There were times that there was armed security around us or near us that we did not request. <clears throat> but like the hotel just has it because there are people with money and means staying at the yeah, hotel in Lahore. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they just have dudes with big guns, which, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Relda, do you want to tell one of the funny stories? So you got these two guys with, you know, like AK-47 guns, which yeah. we did see him use it once. Right. That was the only time. And I think we, I think we all said, we're like, he probably got really excited and went home and told his family that <laughs> night that he finally got to use his weapon um how did he use his weapon (laughs) so leaving the hotel um you know there's this driveway that we have to pass through but right before getting to the street there's this electric wire but it hangs a little low so our you know the the car the bus that we were in wouldn't have made it. And so what he did was he took his gun and I think the barrel of the gun, the barrel, the muzzle he held it up. And with that, he was able to lift yeah. the wire. And with so the butt that, of the gun, push yeah. the wire up. So the, van, gotcha. the van so the van was able to pass through. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> That's great. So I, you know, I, I see a path forward for, for misfits yeah. is offering these tours so if you're adventurous, <clears throat> sign up for a trip to Pakistan with, with the Misfits and one of mine's adventures. Well, if that's a little bit much for you and you want something a little tamer, you can sign up for Emma and Kat's Alpine uh, Adventure. No, no, you're not stealing ours well, just no, yet. Hang just on. Just yet. Hold on. And if that's a little adventurous for you, just come over and do a Westcliff ride with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to encourage people and say this should be a destination. And I'm hoping that that's going to be one of the things that your article says, Aaron. Um, a motorcyclist destination. Riding local mm-hmm. bikes. You don't want to be riding big bikes there. You don't need a GS. It's too much bike. Again, our 150cc bikes did everything, and we were passing cars and trucks and tuk-tuks. Mm. If you're on a bigger bike carrying more speed and more weight, you will and more get, crap. You're getting in a the, bad situation. Well, you did, you <clears throat> did see a guy yeah. on a 650 Benelli, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I think it was a five. We ran into a couple yeah. of GS guys too when we were there. Right. You have some people probably struggling. Touring. Yeah. Well, they were coming through from right. Um, mm. But I recommend getting um, local made bikes. There's a lot of rental companies. Um, or, I mean, going on Moines tour. Here's the thing Moin takes care of you. Um, when we went up to Shimshaw Valley, he said on, on John's tour that the food wasn't good up there. It's pretty rough. So he hired a, a chef to close down his restaurant and come with us up to the valley for two days mm. and cook for us. <clears throat> That's wow. great. Wow. This is the kind of level that he takes care of. Did you, um, Relda, did you get any special treatment from Moyne? Was there anything that stood out for you? Like, wow, he's really going above and beyond. I mean, honestly, the whole trip, it just felt like it was a bunch of friends yeah. hanging out together, everyone looking out for everybody. If I... If I was worried or had a question or anything, you know, I just asked Moyne and he somehow, you know, would either make it happen or, yeah. Yeah. Aaron, was there anything for you that stuck out that Moyne did? (laughs) Uh, The fact that he constantly stayed so kind every time I had to ask her to to go to the bathroom, (laughs) I pee about every (laughs) 30 minutes, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> he definitely should have gotten annoyed, but he didn't, and I, I really appreciated that. No, Moyne may be the kindest person I think I've ever met. He's an amazing man. Yeah, Annie might have him, though. She's pretty kind, too. Um, a different com is Moyne's site. I am not planning on going next year. I can't go next year either. Right. <clears throat> but you don't need to go with us. Um, Moyne, if you tell him that you're, you know, a misfit, one of our group, um, he'll he'll take care of you and... and you tell them what you you want to do or see or, or you know, what any of your special needs. We had people there with dietary needs that um, when his wife went and bought, like, all these, this whole food kind of stuff to bring with us mm. to take care of them. Um, he Though he still says that Bagel was the hardest person to feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah. Are you um, lactose intolerant, Bagel? No. A bagel is food intolerant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I He's just intolerant onion, in general. <laughs> I have an onion intolerant uh, and I'm on a low-carb diet. Yes. I'm bagel and I'm not tolerant of anything. <laughs> so l- l- let me ask yeah. this is a little different topic, but uh, any effect from the floods and things that were going on you saw? Or not in the mountains. What about in Islamabad? Yeah, you didn't see any fallout in any of the villages no. or displaced people? It's No, though Jamie is the only one I think who suffered the effects from the uh, additional rain in that there was a water crossing that was higher than expected. And she went in too fast and went over the animal. Oh yeah. And then I think she got MRSA or something because she was sick for days, days after that. Oh Oh, damn. No, you just, here's the thing about Pakistan. You need to be on point and paying attention all the time. Right. The road conditions change. The dangers that everyone tells you about are not the dangers at all. It's the opposite. The people there are the kindest people. But it is it is a challenge uh, for a biker that almost anyone can do. I mean, you guys didn't have a ton of experience. You didn't have any track experience before this, right? Or dirt experience. But with the little bit of training that you got just from people in the group, you were able to do it. There was only one person on the trip whose skill level was too low. Mm. Um, she's only been riding a few months. That we just basically put her in the car. The strange thing is the slow technical off-road stuff. She was like a little goat. She mm. could do that. Right. It's when we got on the open road and you had to go faster than like 30 miles an hour. Mm. Freaked her out. Mm. She wasn't comfortable with the speed with these conditions. So she was going too slow okay. and being too cautious hmm. and and I don't think enjoying it. And when hmm. somebody's in that mindset, you got to take them off the bike. Right. Right. <clears throat> so she went in the truck most of it. She's the one I took. Uh, I spent one day with her on the back of my bike. I'm uh, just showing her how you can have fun and go fast. And, and it turned out what the problem was is she wasn't looking up. She was good at the dirt roads because she was looking right in front of her tire. Mm-hmm. When you get on the open road with sweeping turns, got she it. wasn't looking up, and so you it looked look through it like you're like she was going really fast. Right when you look up, everything slows down. So that that helped her a lot. We were all able to help, uh, you know, advise everyone. And that's what a trip like that's all about, is helping one another. But does it surprise you guys? I mean, John Bagel, everyone who's been there, does it surprise you that this hasn't become a motorcycle 
destination? Yes and no. I, I think there's so much rhetoric out there that scares yeah. most people away. Yeah. 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 And and it, it is, it's not the easiest part in the world to get to as right. well. Right. So, you know, so it, it does take a, a little bit of planning and, and logistics to, to get there and, 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 and having a, a guided tour like what Moeen provides is, I think, is 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 really really helpful. Um, so you know, so for somebody just doing it on their own, you know, it's it's not as not as accessible, I think. I'm, but but I think it's 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 certainly an opportunity that that more people ought to take take advantage of. And you know, um, that's a very valid point, Bagel. I mean, as somebody who's travelled in the past, and I mean, I'm the first to admit, you know, I haven't done a great deal of travelling in this last twenty years. But Pakistan, and not just Pakistan, India, South, Africa, yeah, yeah. Japan, China, mm-hmm. any of those places, I would not consider going without a guide. Mm, yeah, absolutely not. Disneyland, and, yeah, yeah, Disneyland. You need a guide to go through <laughs> Disneyland. Heck yeah. Um, but it's just one of those places that you absolutely need a guide. Well, a different agenda dot com. I highly recommend. And there is no better guide than mine. Rilda, you going to mm-hmm. take your boyfriend back? I'd like to. <gasps> um, I had mentioned Shimshaw, but he's also one of those that's afraid of heights. But you don't have to do that. <laughs> Just don't look down. You can. There's other routes you can create. Yeah, that is true. Down. But I feel like if I went back, I would want to do Shimshaw. You want to defeat so. defeat it again, huh? Again, both ways. <laughs> nice. So, Marcus. Yes. Music. In the in the in your headphones, that's the key. That's Do you want to go? Key. Are you interested? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that uh, uh, John yeah. went uh, last year. So, yeah. right? well, um, June, no, I have a, I have a suggestion for you, Marcus. So, as you are sitting at the entrance to Shimshaw, get the music going. Kraftwerk. Fun, fun, fun. Automobahn, and then you'll be fine. Sure. Yes, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, try try a little craft work. Yeah. It works for me. Oh my word! Oh, <laughs> I think he'll do well. Um, I think he'd do extremely <laughs> and well. If you get nervous, <laughs> Rammstein. <laughs> hey, he might be the biggest uh-huh. Sex Pistols fan out there. So. Uh-huh. Well, no, he might, but you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting Enya vibes. <laughs> Ooh, <they're> my, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so you're gonna not Enya? <laughs> Little emo going on. Electric right? cowboy. Oh, so, um, Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story. And I know it's late there, so I'll let you go. Thank you so much for coming on the trip, too, and for being just a great, fun personality. <laughs> la la Well, thank you for having me. I mean, I owe, you know, us meeting in Americade for me getting to go on this incredible, yeah. you know, um, skill-changing, life-changing experience. So, last pitch, yeah, anyone that's considering going and you're afraid you don't have enough dirt experience... That's a lie. You do. So uh, definitely mm-hmm. take it when you can. And Aaron, I do have uh, an update for you. Relda oh. kept her promise. Relda. <laughs> I made a promise? <laughs> you, 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 you kept your promise. I came? What was my promise? You are now a member <gasps> of... Yes! Oh, yeah. You oh. know what? I actually already told her. Yeah. yeah. I told Aaron I signed up for the AMA, Yay. and I also signed up my boyfriend. So. Yay, thank you. Yeah. Signed oh, up for the yeah. AMA. So that you can get the magazine to read the article yes, on exactly. this trip. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go, Aaron. Thanks so much. And I will stay in touch right. with you. All right. You're good a keeper. Night. Good, good night, night Aaron. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for being here. Good night. Bye. So 
a different agenda.com. Fantastic He's got trip. Tours they there. always are. Um, and and reach out to me or Moyne. We can we can create something for you. If you don't want to do it on motorcycles and you want to do it on horses or bicycles or Jeeps, he'll create it. Or scooters. So I think Bagel, I think you broke yak? him. Because when we, we I <laughs> yeah. know. Ooh, a yak would be great. When we talk about the scooters, he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, um, I know we're getting into emails. Yeah. But first. So, Emma, well, no, what I have written on my paper is right there. Dolomite. No. Yeah. I, I have an apology. <clears throat> okay. Ooh. Last week, um, I made some quite disparaging comments about DHL. Oh, yeah, you did. So, um, <laughs> did you get a nasty email from DHL? No, 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 no. So, uh, Are the, they holding your package hostage? The, the story thus far, the story thus far is I was putting Rufus in the garage after a particularly spirited run and rubbed the muffler, which yeah. is quite big, against one of the turn signals of the Harley and put a dent in my muffler and it was just crushed. And I found a new one in Athens, um, not, not Athens, Georgia. That is Athens, Greece. And it was sent to me my DHL, and it seemed to be bogged down in San Jose. Well, the Monday after the show, when I said all these appalling things about DHL, this <laughs> charming young fellow um, who looked about 12 arrived in this adorable little yellow van and gave me my muffler. Awesome. And it was everything I hoped it would be and more. So I am very sorry to have said bad things about DHL. Um, you know, they got me my muffler from Athens to my house in Marina, California, USA, in five days, including three days in San Jose. So that ain't bad. So now we and love DHL. They're the best. I have an update. Aaron sent me a picture of the security guard holding his gun. Oh, that's a big uh, gun. Yeah, it's yeah. like a Tommy gun. Look at it. It's got this that canister wow. for high capacity. Um, and yeah, and he's touching the he's, wire. He's touching the wire, the wire really, while holding like the muzzle. Really, yeah. really bad idea. The way he's holding it. Oh, that makes me cringe. <laughs> well, I hope you possibly go wrong. The yeah. safety on. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Dolomite strip. You've, you still. It's not even officially. No, it's not even officially. But you've had so many people email and say they want to go. I'm thinking it's going to be sold out as soon as you uh, make well, it official. Or have you been responding to the people? I yes. Sending no, I mean we have. And the thing to remember, if you, if you get a vague response, this is not a planned trip yet. In that we haven't set the dates. Mm. Um, we're going to set the dates. <laughs> I mean. Um, uh, uh, cat is extremely it's a very busy time of him right uh, for him right now we are going to set the dates it's going to be around the same time as the last one so it's going to be the end of july beginning of august 2023 pretty much the same agenda um i'm going to take a far more active role in this trip i'm going to show people how to use public transit um i'm going to um teach people sufficient rudimentary german to get around will you be teaching them how to eat crumpets and tea yes okay yes yes because your scones be involved yes. no little little round things with those, cream and those, jam on those, those cucumber things. sandwich yeah. things yes yeah, with yeah. the crust cut off you know yeah. so um it's well if it gets that busy we can do two a year 
Oh, shoot. Well, keep emailing in. Maybe so Robert, you guys want to go on if the you, Italian trip. I was going to yes. say, if you want to, um, <laughs> it really is a lovely trip. And the important thing to remember, if you have never set foot of outside the U.S. and are curious about what riding mm. is like in Europe, this is the trip for you. We fly into Munich. Um, we take public transit from Munich Airport to the hotel. We walk out of the hotel right across the street and we collect our rental bikes and then we ride to the Italian Dolomites, have a week of just I'm blissful sorry. riding and ride back. Where's the element of danger on this trip? Oh, it's, it, it, you can you can, mm-hmm. you can can do plenty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like um, food poisoning and stuff. I don't right? know. I, I really, I, I think it is funny between the two trips. One is quite comfortable and nice and... And, and fun and then ours the element of danger there's death roads and death bridges and death death llamas I mean it's like death everything I have one thing to tell you yeah. Italian drivers <laughs> there's your Sorry, there's your enough. element of danger I have an because you know tuk, tuk, tuk. Italian drivers <laughs> drive their fiats at maximum speed ah, everywhere <laughs> alright yep alright um, let's get to some emails yes Bagel you have one there I do. It's long. Are you able to paraphrase it? Uh, I'll try. <laughs> I, I'll read a short one first if you want to kind of browse through that first. Okay, okay go for it. Uh, this one is from Eric, and he says, hey, Misfits. Hello, um, Eric. Episode 490. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. 490. We are getting so close to 500. God, we are. Huh? <gasps> 500. A special party for our 500th episode, December 3rd. At the Moto Talbot Museum. Yes. I still got it. I got it. Now I'm back from Pakistan. I got to work on this. I was there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm having a party. As was I with my brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to on episode 490, Miss Emma spoke in less than glowing terms of flashing factory bikes. A buddy recently bought a 2022 MT-09 and almost immediately had the ECU sent out to flash. The guy that flashed it was very knowledgeable with these particular Yamaha bikes. Turns out the fly-by-wire throttle has a factory setting that has the butterflies open 85% when the throttle is wide open. Right. This was the most egregious detuning, although the fuel reduction was present across the board. I'm assuming this is detuned for the U.S. market. My question is, in what markets, if any, would the manufacturer leave the tuning at 100%? Well, truthfully, I don't think one hundred percent. Something to do with emissions, not performance. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a variety. <clears throat> there's a variety of reasons that they wouldn't. Um, uh, to me, it's usually emissions that they have to meet emission standards for different. That countries. would be the obvious one for America. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the horsepower and torque figures, um, and find out exactly why. Also, if they're making something working at 100%, isn't it more likely then to um, not last as long and need more maintenance well, and I more mean, valve adjustment? I was, was going to say reliability yeah. always comes yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. So, I mean, I know that they do that. They detune things to make them more reliable. The interweb says 117 <laughs> and 69 foot-pounds of torque. Right. So that's plenty. Yeah. You don't need all the beans. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is... I think I want to make it clear that when I when I speak disparagingly about flashing an ECU, what you are doing 
is taking a factory part that was really designed and developed in Japan, most usually by Mitsubishi, <coughs> as who is the largest manufacturer of ECUs, but basically they know what they're doing, and giving it to a bloke in a shed. Mm. Now, he may know what he's doing, and it certainly sounds that this, like this fellow does, but if you are handing over what may be a keyed part mm. of your bike to a bloke in a shed... You'd better be a hundred percent cocksure he or she knows what they're doing, um, and I have seen over the years. I mean, I have seen some horror stories of flashed ECUs where the bikes become <coughs> peaky and they end up with flat spots and they lose reliability and they drop cylinders and then they gain cylinders. So it's it's if you get a good <coughs> person to do it, I suppose it's the same as having somebody work on your bike. I'm gonna tell me I'm wrong. All right. Uh, bikes like Yamaha and Honda have a reputation of being lower maintenance and longevity and, and reliability. Long yes, bikes like Ducati or KTM, sorry, have higher performance but higher cost and right. more maintenance. Yes. So, is the difference between one hundred percent and eighty five percent? I mean, it you may know, be one of it may be saying. one of one of the factors. What I can say is that. If a team of engineers at Yamaha decided that they were only going to open the throttles to 85% mm -hmm. on a particular bike, they had a damn good reason to do so. Yeah. Now, it may be a rotten reason, it but they even, had a reason. It might even be the metallurgy in some of the components. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to hold up. I mean, it's cause and effect. Yeah, you, yeah. you really have to follow the chain of why they did this so if he has to open it up then uh, wants to open it up then d he may have to up d upgrade the valves or something like that right, right? you know might i mean there's, i was going to yeah. say i usually there is genuinely more to it emissions yeah. do play a huge part but um i'd i'd love to hear long-term effects on this I think I just found a toenail on my thing. Oh, very nice. <laughs> from last week. Payback. I put that there last week. Oh, nice. very good. From Haley's. Right. Bagel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I wasn't going to say it, but I won't share. I love Haley to pieces because she puts up with my shenanigans as my roommate on this trip. And at some point in the trip, I said, hey, Haley, I created a new game. She's like, oh, what's that? I said, it's called Find the Toenail. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, got, I got Jimmy Con to cut off a big toenail, and I hid it in her <laughs> possessions. Oh, and no. Bless her heart. She's like, game to play. Find the toenail. <laughs> did, she, did she find it? <laughs> no, I put it in her makeup kit, and she didn't find it. <laughs> I know. It probably got stopped in customs anyway. on the way back. All right, Bagel. we got to <laughs> no, get there. She has right. a scratch cornea. <laughs> Go ahead, Bagel. I have an email from Andy Cheatham. Hey, Andy. Andy writes, greetings from Droidwich Spa. Yeah, keep listening going, to, <laughs> listening to <clears throat> listening to Miss Emma discuss wiring looms on the last episode <laughs> reminded me of a trip to the Isle of Man Titi some years ago with my dad on his Norton Commando 850. Yes, I was a 12 year old kid riding pillion and loving the whole TT experience. On that particular day, into the mist, up around the Ramsey hairpin, and then onto the gooseneck. The, the Norton then decided it wanted to stop and give us a chance to admire the beauty of the scenery. The engine wouldn't fire up, and we were stuck on the mountain in the cold and mist. 
This was in the days before mobile phones and no nearby houses. Eventually, the truck arrived and we were recovered back into Ramsey. The wiring loom was toast. It had been wired over the frame between the petrol tank and the frame, and the vibration from the engine had gradually chafed through the loom. Why does That's... listening to Bagel give me a craving for Grey Poupon? <laughs> carry, on, ba- carry on, Bagel. You're doing a smash-up job, darling. Thank you. <laughs> That's 70s British manufacturing for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> the story ends well, though, as with a bit of bodging with electrical insulation tape, we were back on the road the next day. I vividly remember sitting outside the pub, Craig... Craigney Bar. Craigney Bar, watching the bikes hooning down the hill. Happy days. Keep up the good work. All the best, Andy. Aww. What a lovely email. <coughs> and, you know, it's... It, it, it's a classic scenario. And oftentimes, and you know, your married couple may look back on last weekend with some nostalgia. <laughs> One day. They're, he's never writing the KLR again. I betcha. <laughs> <laughs> but oftentimes, you know, you have an adventure like this where you, you know, nearly set your genitalia on fire with an electrical fire. And then you look back and, oh, ho, ho, that was fun, wasn't it? Mm. Hey, we got one more. Can you get through it, Emma? I can indeed. Um, So this email is from Jonathan Schwartz. Jonathan? Jonathan M. Schwartz. Schwartz. M.D. So it's a Schwartz be with you. Dr. Schwartz. It's Dr. Schwartz to you. Dr. Schwartz. I recently enjoyed listening to your podcast about your trips to Iceland and Italy. Oh, yeah. I also thoroughly enjoy hearing about your adventures around the United States. After listening to the recent podcast about <clears throat> managing emergency situations and having just finished the podcast about your international adventures, I was struck by the absence of a mention regarding medical evacuation insurance. Mm. This is actually a new one on me, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do some research on this. This is the get the body out. I actually insurance. paid for that for right. Pakistan. Yeah. Insurance for medical evacuation and repatriation is often overlooked. It provides insurance that pays for and coordinates medical transportation mm-hmm. to an appropriate medical facility if the initial hospital lacks the ability to care for you or to return you to a hospital in the United States, if overseas, or to transport you to a hospital near your home, if you are in the United States, but far from home. Hmm. It covers medical situations not related to accidents, as well as trauma or accident situations. Typically, (coughs) standard healthcare insurance is very limited on how much it will pay for this valuable service, if at all. International medical air transport to return back to the U.S. can cost in excess of $100,000. Domestic air medical transportation within the United States can easily cost in excess of $50,000. This insurance is surprisingly inexpensive. It's possible to cover an entire family for an international coverage for an entire year for less than 1000 bucks. Some insurance also specifically have optional coverage for motorcyclists. Please consider mentioning this type of insurance to your listeners and consider strongly encouraging it for participants on your international trips. There are a number of insurance that provide this coverage with subtle differences in the fine print. I personally use a company called MedJet, 
M-E-D-J-E-T. He's got no connection with the company and no conflicts of interest. It's just he's done his due diligence and figured them out to be um, a good, good bet. I do have personal experience of a sort with this type of situation requiring emergency medical transport. I am a physician and have worked for several years in remote <coughs> locations in the U.S. Mountain West and Dakotas. I have seen countless patients that were travelling through the remote area and then experienced a medical emergency or had a vehicle accident and presented to the local very small hospital and mm -hmm. required a very expensive <coughs> helicopter or fixed-wing flight or even simply ground transportation to a larger facility a considerable distance away. This yeah. transport is hideously expensive and often leaves the patients with a very large bill. Medical evacuation insurance would pay for that. Thank you for reading this, and thanks for the great <laughs> podcast and work you do. Jonathan M. Schwartz, M.D. Thank, Thank you, you Doctor. Jonathan. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, that's great. Um, Wise words from the doc. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, because yeah, often, often you're like, okay, I'm going to go on holiday, I'm going to get medical insurance, boom, Bob's your uncle. But you don't think about the transportation. Mm, yeah. No, that is good. Thank you very much for yeah. that tip. I got two quick announcements. Uh, first of all, one of the Misfits got a new bike, and I think it's really cool. Our own Ellie yeah, got a, great a 2015. And this is, I'm driving this home because we have said for, for years, the Versys is a great bike. Uh, she got a fully loaded 2015 Versus 650. I'm talking with all the luggage, all the it's guards, all the, light, all the things. All the Farkles, yep. All the Farkles for five grand. Yeah, it's great. It's a great bike. Wow. It's beautiful. Uh, what's it got? Like thirty thousand miles on it? Yeah, thirty-five. She said something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's it, the mileage is getting <clears throat> up there, but it's obviously been incredibly well cared for. Five grand for a very good bike that can do. It's probably everything. got two grand's worth of accessories on it. Um, versus, check them out. Versus, Um And then, lastly, um, announcement: uh, Rev Sisters Film Festival. Oh, awesome. la Already got is, my ticket. <clears throat> hey, there you yep. go. Is uh, starting next month. Do you know about this, Rhonda? I do not. Oh, go to revsisters.com and uh, you can get tickets to our online motorcycle film festival. We've got hours and hours of films that you can watch at the comfort of your own home through YouTube. Uh, the festival starts October 28th, goes through November 13th. If you want to watch just for one weekend, it's a free pass. Free. You still have to go online and register, so you'll get access to the link. And if you want to have more time to watch all these great films, it's only ten dollars to view for for two weeks. So go to revsisters.com, R-E-V sisters.com, and get your tickets now. Yeah, you got something, John? Cool. Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> some of you have have commented we're we were pl we're planning a, a rally in November for uh, for Misfits, yeah. but. <clears throat> Unfortunately, uh, we're gonna have to push it back mainly because I got really busy at work, and I just I don't know if my job gets in front of my motorcycle. Gotta pay stuff, them so bills, gotta, gotta yo. Pay. And secondarily, I do want to um, work with Liza on the 500th episode, Thank which you. is right around the same time. So we're gonna push it back to the spring. More information to come. Oh, cool. But uh, but yeah, just to let and you know, the, is this an off-road rally? Yeah, it's gonna be at Hollister. Um, I'm thinking there. that we need to go on that that road. Um, I'm really into the element of danger on trips. Yeah, I now. can see that. Yeah. We need to go on that road with our friend with a big gun. I think we should like go back bikers. down there. So, um, I tell you what: yeah. if we have a rally at Hollister, 
I'm not really a dirt rider. I will drive up there in King Kong. <clears throat> That's just the base. Yes. We're going to be doing day yeah. rides from there. Well, what I will do is I'll drive up there with King Kong with great. a giant um, uh, grill and barbecue on the back. Oh, that that'd be great. great. And we can do like hot dogs and burgers for Perfect. everyone. And it'll be fun. And I can kind of follow you around. Oh, that'd be great. Um, so this is where I start thanking everyone. Uh, John and Emma, thank you so much for running the garage and the show. Oh, it's a trifle. It's such a blast with Emma. I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, Reldum and Marcus, thanks for coming down for yeah. the show. Thank you so yeah. much for having us. What's it like being here? Was it fun? Yeah. You have to be in the studio. I know. So exciting. Like the student becomes a teacher or something. It's so meta. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm normally Marcus on the looks excited too. <laughs> Is this cool for yeah. you too? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been listening to you guys at least for two years. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. What took you so long? Two years? <laughs> he was here a year ago, but you didn't remember him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Somewhere on the trip... Uh, Relda, I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed you. She's like, oh, you know, I've met you before. I'm like, what? <laughs> she pulls out a picture of us together. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. She came down to the garage. I know. Yeah. I think our bikes are more memorable than, memorable than us, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember them perfectly. You didn't. See? I know. <laughs> yes. But I remembered her now. I'm not going to forget. You better not. No, no, because once when you do a trip like that, you get close. In fact, she she told me, you got a little, you got a, you got a little boogie. I'm like, oh, did I get it? She's like, do you want me to look up there and check? And I'm like, okay. Nice. <laughs> we just we just get too close on these trips, you know. <laughs> where you're like, eh, nothing bothers me now. Um, but also big, big, big thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers Absolutely. who. Allowed me to buy a bike to give to some women that That's I great. hope in some yeah. way, I don't know if it'll change their lives, it'll add to their lives, but it might. How many people have we met who discover bikes like Jim and it changes the course of their life? My and, life was changed. <clears throat> yeah. So, so thankful for everyone uh, who contributed to Patreon um, and allows us to do that. Um, I think I think that's it. I think, right. um, sorry to the couple whose wedding I destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I'll be able to, I have not yet adjusted to the jet lag. It mm. takes a long time. It does. Yep. Yeah. Relna, if you're up at three, go ahead and text me. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it is. All right. I think we're ready to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. I'm so glad I'm back. This is Eliza. Stumpy John. Emma Darling. Relda. Brad. And Marcus. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cold, cold. cold.